The Public Policy Institute of California recently stated that millennials make up about 34% of the adult population. It's safe to say that if they're not at the table, as you mentioned, that's one third of the adult population that's not represented. Welcome to Infinite Earth Radio. We believe that in a world of finite natural resources, a smart and sustainable future is only possible by lifting up people and unleashing unlimited human potential. Infinite Earth Radio will not only help you learn from bright visionary civic leaders who are building smarter, more inclusive and sustainable communities, but you'll discover how you can bring these ideas to your community. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Hancocks and Vernice Miller-Travis. Welcome back to Infinite Earth Radio, where we talk with thought leaders and change agents who are transforming the future by building smarter, sustainable, and more equitable communities. This is your guest host, Carissa Gutierrez, Communications Manager of the Local Government Commission. Our regular hosts, Kate Meese and Mike Hancocks, are off today. We are continuing our series of episodes leading up to the new Partners for Smart Growth Conference, which will be held in San Francisco from February 1st through 3rd. New Partners is the nation's largest smart growth and sustainability event. The program will span three days and will feature tracks focusing on a range of topics, including transportation, housing, and equitable development. What's unique is that each track will feature a deep exploration into emerging trends, demographic and technological shifts, and we will provide local government leaders with the tools they need to respond to these shifts. You definitely won't want to miss it. So if you haven't already, you can register today at newpartners.org. Our guests today are Angelica Quirarte and Danielle Metzinger, founders of NextGov, a social and professional network of current and future public servants within California's civil service looking to connect with peers, grow professionally, and partner with other sectors to improve how they serve their state and one another. NextGov is executively sponsored through the California Government Operations Agency, or GovOps. Angie, Danielle, great to have you here. Good morning. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So let's jump right in. We have a lot of local government listeners who are trying to improve the livability of their communities. One of the historic critiques of government is that it moves too slowly and it isn't always responsive enough to shifting needs. As young, passionate leaders, why did you choose to work for government and what are you doing to make government more responsive? Angie? Thank you for having me or having us, actually. So this is a great opportunity for us to talk about the work that we do and the reason why I work in civil service. It's because I think it's honestly the place where you can honestly make a difference. I think government in general often gets a bad reputation for being ineffective. If if we really want to improve it, you might as well be join it. Yeah, that's definitely true. And Danielle, why did you choose to work for government? And how can we make our governments more responsive? Absolutely. So for me, I was coming from the perspective of a nonprofit. Um, I founded a nonprofit where I was working with families and children, and I was recognizing that I really wanted to make a difference. And it occurred to me that being in government could help change the policies and the structures that were affecting these families every day. And so I was just passionate about that aspect of government. And I think in terms of being responsive, I think utilizing the tools and resources that we have here in our communities to listen and make our voices heard um, is really going to help make us more responsive as civil servants. Yeah, I was, I was definitely, to Danielle's point, one of the recipients of government services. And so Being someone that migrated to the United States from Mexico at a young age, I received a lot of benefits from state government that most people, a lot of people get. And being able to come and actually work in government to help improve those services is really 
something that I, I love. I, I just, I want to be able to give back. And I know that it's, it's a feeling that a lot of people can, can relate to. Thank you so much for sharing that piece. I think it's, as they say, no man is an island. But uh, when you came to the Capitol, and this was, I believe you shared four or five years ago, what were some of the challenges you faced? And perhaps you can tell me a little bit more about where the idea for NextGov came from. Sure, thanks. I, I came to the Capitol through the Capital Executive Fellowship about four years ago. And it's, it's a program that basically places you in high levels of, of civil service or state governments to be able to influ- influence policy. Being exposed to decision makers and actually having a seat at the table felt like such a privilege based on just, that was not the experience that I had growing up and just being able to have that opportunity was life-changing for me. And so the idea of NextGov actually came from, from being able to share that, that table with everyone else that also comes from different backgrounds. I think we can be most influential when we form collaborations and have everyone being able to have a voice on policies that affect all of us. And so NextGov branches out of that idea is being able to build collaborations and, and have everyone being able to have a voice Uh, when we're talking about policies that affect all of us. Thank you so much for sharing that. One of your goals, as you mentioned, through NextGov is to improve the way you serve your state and one another. I'm curious, why do you want to make government work better? Well, me and Angie often say, why not? We're all affected so much by these policies, our friends and neighbors, and California is looked to as a leader on the global stage as well in some ways. And so we just find it um, to be an imperative for us. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And definitely, I I don't know if you remember, but in uh, 2013, and it's a very iconic cover now, Time Magazine ran a piece on millennials titled The Me, Me, Me Generation. Millennials are lazy, entitled narcissists who still live with their parents and why they'll save us all, end quote. It caused quite a stir then, but I listened to the two of you and you, the two of you are civil servants working full-time jobs, running NextGov and volunteering in your spare time and also showing all of us a new perspective on government. Danielle, as the development specialist at the California State Teachers Retirement System or CalSTRS, that's kind of a mouthful, where is the value in breaking down silos and improving communication, as Angie mentioned, to improve collaboration? And how does that make governments work more effectively? Absolutely. So it's about diversity of thought and ideas and learning together. For me, that's what I get to see at CalSTRS and elsewhere where I've worked in the state. So the more perspectives that we can bring into the conversation, the less blind spots we have and the better solutions that we can come up with. So um, improving that communication and identifying common issues and therefore common solutions together. So at our upcoming New Partners Conference, we have different tracks focused on growing issues in our country like housing, specifically the growing affordability crisis, designing healthy communities, and even improving transit. Issues that directly impact millennials like you, Angie, and Danielle and myself. What are ways our elected leaders can better engage millennials in order to create dynamic solutions for some of these intersectional problems? I would say bring them to the table as you're developing or thinking about changing policies. Something we've been able to do here at NextGov has actually been able to contribute to policymaking, not necessarily through legislation, but just policies that affect our practices in state government. So for example, we had a working group thinking about active transportation and, and how does that affect the future? Can we provide benefits for people that bike to work? Most of the group, at least initially, was made up of people that tend to drive your typical, what you would consider state government employee. 
And, and by being able to bring in younger folks into the mix, you're, you're able to realize that the new generation is more transient. We move, we move around a lot. Millennials really use public transportation more often. We bike to work. I walk to work every day. And so if you're going to be developing a policy that's going to affect the future generations, you might as well bring the future generations along so that you can consider their thoughts as well, because it's not just about making policy in the moment, it's about making policy that will affect people in the future as well. You're absolutely right. And you mentioned earlier that one thing you found very helpful for you was being given a seat at the table. Is that exactly how it went down or... How did you, or for many of us who are not given a seat at the table, how do we then ask for it? Or how is that space made for us? Yeah, that's actually a difficult question because I think one of the benefits that we've had is that we have visionary leaders. And I guess this goes to your previous question. We have leaders that actually want to bring us to that table. And so it's it's being able to find folks that can provide that mentorship and, and says, it's okay for you to speak up on these issues, and they actually want to listen. Yeah, so it's safe to assume leadership's been responding pretty positively to the work that NextGov's been doing at the Capitol. Absolutely. That's awesome. So you mentioned a, m- a moment ago, but often we do read about the younger generation being more of a mobile generation, not just as far as a transit is concerned, but that we constantly move from city to city or change jobs on average of once every two years. What can community leaders do to keep the mobile generation in their community and engaged in community efforts? What's connecting us these days is technology. And so I think leveraging technology, social media, whatever the case may be, can create those engagement opportunities, gathering that input that we need so very much um, from this younger generation and beyond. So with that mobility, because of our technology, we can still harness that engagement from them. Leveraging that technology to just engage. I know you mentioned earlier in your question, that how, how can you keep them? Because we're more mobile generation, we have to consider that maybe we don't want to stay, right? Like a, a lot of us are not buying homes because we can't afford them. So I, I think the key to that is how do you engage? How can you make sure that you have an engaged community so that they are actually contributing to the conversation and giving you as elected officials, as community members, your best? How can we be the best neighbors that we can be, essentially, right? And and so it's it's been able to, to figure out ways to, to engage with our community members and and acknowledge that we are transient, we move around a lot, but to that extent, that just means we're more connected because we may be living in one community and move around to the next one, but we're building connections across communities. And I love that point of being connected because especially as younger folks, we especially seem to have a strong understanding of the impacts our actions have on issues like social equity and the environment. Have you found in your work with NextGov a higher level of interest and willingness to not only make internal operations in government more sustainable, but to also lead on issues like climate change and social equity? Yes, absolutely. I don't think people realize that in trying to make internal operations better, there's more connections to other social issues that you you can possibly imagine. So through through our work with NextGov and just in my work in general, I'm able to work with organizations in the public public safety, for example, Department of Corrections. But I also work with organizations like Cali PA, um, Strategic Growth Council. I work with the Health and All Policies Task Force. So so there are 
multiple ways for us to connect. And that's the point of us having NextGov is trying to figure out how can we build those connections across the different sectors? Because there's, there, we're all obviously connected, but we're not talking to each other. And so, so what NextGov strives to do is find a way for us to be able to build those bridges that allows us to have those conversations so that when we're developing policies or when we're influencing policies, we realize that we can't just operate in silos. There are policy areas that affect other areas and, and that's just, that's the way that it is. And so how can we make sure that we have a holistic view on how something could be impacted? And you talk about having a holistic view, not only internally or operations driven there at the state, but how is that applicable to local governments, Angie? It's applicable to local governments because local governments are the, you you are the face of, of what people see when you walk down the street, uh, when you walk in your neighborhood. And although we deal with policy here at the state level, I, I don't get to say that I, I affect people and actually deal with them on a daily basis. For for most communities, government is represented by the locals and the local representatives. And so in being able to, to build that connection across the different levels of government and acknowledge that you are the customer service provider to, to many of, of, of your community members, I think that matters. It's it's acknowledging that you are the face. And at the same time, there's a pressure around that, but there's also pride. Part of what we do at NextGov is we want to redefine what it means to be a public servant, uh, acknowledge that public service is more than just being able to, you, you save lives, basically. The work that you're doing is actually affecting lives. And, and I don't think a lot of people recognize that. And so we want to bring pride back into what it means to be a public servant. And local governments are the face of that. Thank you. And being a public servant is about representation. And uh, the Public Policy Institute of California recently stated that millennials make up about 34% of the adult population. It's safe to say that if they're not at the table, as you mentioned, that's one third of the adult population that's not represented. So, Danielle, understanding the importance of representation, what can our local leaders do to recruit and keep these people at the table? Yeah, I think what we've received with NextGov is an actual declarative outpouring of support and value for our opinions. We've been sought out to uh, input on major issues like technology and so on. And so I think just declaring that interest and value in the input um, is is huge. Just setting that tone from the top is huge. So making it very clear that that perspective is valued and um, being sought out um, is a great first step. And then um, creating any kind of programs or, or opportunities uh, to bring in the, the younger generation's voice. So like Andrew was saying, that seat at the table make a space at the table uh, in whatever way that looks like. Maybe it's a group like NextGov or it's a program with um, another uh, another opportunity for bringing in maybe students or um, other ways to get that generation involved um, in those discussions. You talk about creating opportunities and creating a seat at the table. How does NextGov support initiatives or what sort of policies has it pushed through through GovOps to do this? Certainly. So GovOps actually is, is being, besides being an executive sponsor, it was also 
to some extent the catalyst to the creation of NextGov. And, and the reason why this was is uh, in 2015 or so, GovOps started an initiative to revamp the way that government uh, recruits, retains, and trains the next generation. And as we were having those policy conversations, people would often come to me to ask for the millennial opinion. And I couldn't possibly represent the whole millennial generation. So with the executive sponsorship and blessing from the agency secretary, she basically tasked me to to form an advisory group of new civil servants that could give us feedback on really what was happening. What is the problem with with government bureaucracies and, and how can we fix them? And so having that executive sponsorship and then being allowed to to really identify what and pinpoint what the problems are with recruitment, with retention, with training, with um, pay equity, for example, with active transportation, is be- being able to to have at least representation of, of a younger person at the table. It, it's really what, what made the difference and what influenced um, several policies, actually, throughout that civil service improvement initiative. So... That advisory group, we had at least one millennial represented in each of the 80 different work groups that were working on policy recommendations and pilot programs. And and one of them was the uh, biking policy, actually, trying to figure out how can we provide benefits to state employees that bike to work. That's still in draft form, but the fact that we were able to influence that conversation says a lot about the importance of being able to have that seat at the table and having a sponsor that that wants you at that table. Um, And I also wanted to make the point that it's not just about millennials. The reason why we're not just the millennial group and why we're NextGov is that we recognize that we're not the last ones to come, right? Like there's always going to be a next generation after us. And we have to recognize that. We have to embrace it. We have to, to realize that It's not about us. It's about our world. It's about our community. And and how can we make sure that we're working across sectors and across age ranges to really influence and make policies and practices that make our world better? The Local Government Commission specifically maintains a membership network of over 700 local elected officials within California and beyond. Many of our listeners understand the importance of or at least the impact that our decisions have today will affect for future generations. So when we talk about things like improving economic development or bringing diverse voices to the table to better inform how policymakers can improve on these things, what can our elected officials learn from a model like NextGov? I think elected officials are elected to represent. And so being able to represent your community in a fair way is just engaging them and don't be afraid of them, right? Like we have to engage with everyone at every level. And so sponsor your local youth chapters or local high schoolers or local college students to actually come and and give you input on what's happening at your community on whatever issue it is most prominent. You, you may think we're not engaged or that we don't care, but we do. And then the sooner you can engage with them, whether it's through technology or, or just invite them to your, your different meetings, it's empowering the future generation to really be engaged in policymaking that affect your community. And so there, there's a lot of power in your voice and, and just being able to, to 
provide the blessing for someone to come in and really say, hey, I care about what you say because I know it affects you and it's, it's a valid point, really says a lot about the type of influence and change that you can bring about in your community. And again, it's not just about millennials or, the, or just the younger generations. It's engaging people at all levels. So how can we engage and what can you do as an elected official to really, truly represent your community and engage them at a level that helps you be a better representative? And I think that's a great point. It's how are we engaging people at all levels? And I know we can spend hours further discussing the great work you're doing and ways you can make government work more for its people. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have. For those interested in learning more, where can people find out more about your work? Danielle. Right. So we're on social media as well as our website. We are nextgov, nxtgov.org. Also search for us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much, Angie, Danielle. Thank you once again for your time. And to everyone out there, thank you for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time on Infinite Earth Radio. Infinite Earth Radio is a podcast produced by Skio in association with the Local Government Commission. To learn more about Skio, Infinite Earth Radio guests, or how you can make a difference in your community, visit our website at infiniteearthradio.com or join us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Infinite Earth Radio and Twitter by following at Infinite Earth Radio.